Hello and welcome to the 6++ Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and Hexmark Destroyers to that 6++ show. I am your host, Tom, and I am joined tonight by our dear leader, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm very well, thank you. Chris, what's new in your life? Um, what's new in my life? Dun, 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 dun. Grey Knights are new in my life. What? Where's that come from? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> Boom. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, I've always liked my Grey Knights in 8th edition when they were shocking and I sold them all and I always meant to pick them back up. And last year at some point, I bought um, a load of, like an army basically, but unbuilt. Nice. And as is so often the case, that unbuilt army has remained unbuilt. It rema- it's remained unbuilt. Um, wow. And then on Saturday, we literally rocked up to the event. And I was just on Facebook and this Grey Knight army just appeared on the marketplace <laughs> on one of the Warhammer groups. It was quite nicely painted and the costing worked out that I could buy it, sell my unbuilt army and it, I basically <laughs> ended up paying like 100 quid for a fully painted uh, boy. Grey Knight army. So I'm kind of unwrapping them. Because the guy wrapped them in um, kitchen roll and <laughs> toilet paper and just everything, basically. So that's nice. what I'm currently doing. But yeah, they look nice. That's um, very exciting. Yeah, so got Grey Knight Army for battle reports now. Who knows, yeah, maybe they'll really be cool. the best army. Um, we'll find out later on. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, then maybe I'll just I'll use them because I that's hear really cool. they they don't have a... They could have a four-up in button sometimes. Sometimes. And you know who doesn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't give it away, Chris. Don't give it away yet. Uh, man, I pick up an army months. No, eight, yeah, 18 months. And Chris picks up one every every two weeks. Yeah. I, I think mean, I'm probably spot, as bad, but... if not worse, than Chris. Yeah, um, yeah. But the difference between us is that Chris goes all in on, like, entire armies. Like, Chris gets, like, all the models in in one go, whereas I'm very bad at, like, going, oh, I'll do the first part. Oh, 500 points of Admech. 500 yeah. points of... Yeah, well, yeah, my 500 points of Admech is, if anyone wants it, um, <laughs> hit, hit me up. Breaches. I'm going to borrow Jamie's. I'm just going to borrow got, Jamie's. got, got nine now. Breaches. I'm just going to borrow I will turn them into Atalan buggies. If oh, I, if no. I have them for much longer, <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. I think I might I might just have two cultists on like on the tracks with flamethrowers and just say yeah. that's a buggy, right? It's the same side. <laughs> um, but I'm also joined tonight by Davy. How are you doing, Davy? Oh hey, how's it going? It's very good to see you. What have you been up to? Um, I've been uh, buying trogoths for a Trogos. sigma for a sigma uh, crusade kind of thing. Yeah, uh, like a slow grow campaign. I've never played Sigma before, but um, getting into that, so I've got uh, got some models for that that I've painted. Yeah, it's um, been interesting that because I'm coming in on that as well, right? We're doing this Bedford Path to Glory down the road. Mm, Path to Glory. It always yeah. calls it PD, PTG. And I'm PTG. Like, oh, yeah. What does that mean? And now it's, I know it's, it's got some. I've had a, I've had like one read of it. You get like a castle, you know. You got and you're building your castle with as you as you get your army together. It all look quite fun. 
That is that is pretty but cool. But being in the WhatsApp chat for that, I now understand how people feel being in WhatsApp chats with me. Because every now and again, I look at their WhatsApp and I'm just like, oh, I don't have a fucking clue what anyone's going on about. No, no. And then I just engage from it and leave it alone. Because it's like, it's, there's, just, there's just too much. There's too much going on and I don't understand any of it. And I'm just like, okay, this is probably what people having to deal with you in WhatsApps is like. I'm looking forward um, to it. It seems like a lovely crowd. But, oh, uh, definitely. Then, They're very friendly, very helpful. And then also, very excited, on Friday, we're doing a team crusade. Uh, yeah, six plus plus cream, team crusade at yeah, the are. world of Warhammer. Yes, we are Nottingham, mm-hmm. and uh, and I have been painting my renegade salamanders. Yes, uh, group, and that is pretty cool. I've converted myself a master of executioners because that he looks really cool. Yep, I like him. Well, thank you very much, Tom. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Looking forward to it. What are you? What are you going to run them as, Davey? Um, I think. World eaters, I think. Okay. Although okay. this could absolutely change. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm unsure because in the fluff, the dragon warriors. Well, the fluff is a bit weird. The dragon warriors that they, they they um um they're, they're kind of goddess corn. Yeah. But then they're led by a psyker. So mm-hmm. what what do you do, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's not, I, not a great combo. That <laughs> it's really not. So Very I'm not fluffy. sure. I'm not sure. TBC. It'll be a fun day, um, and it's good. So at the moment, behind the scenes, basically what we're doing is we are training up some Crusade forces, and my goal is to get a few Crusade forces from different players of ours up to about a 1,000 points and with some sort of development and characters and things going on. And then once we've got that, we're going to make some sort of proper Crusade report-type content. But I wanted to get the sort of initial growing stages done and get also get let people work out what it is they want to run because lots of armies feel very differently in crusade depending on what you use so it's working out what you like I'm uh, so sorry, i just blew the lid off that didn't i I've, I've, no no it's fine it's good i think it's um we've talked about it i think on here so it's fine and mm-hmm. my night lords are still getting battered every game and I, I remembered actually when i got just earlier on i need to update like there's like a favor table you'll have seen this for the chaos space marines so my my guys, I think, must now be like on their way down to low favor, where they just start getting even more punishments on top yeah. of the battle, the battle scars and stuff they've already got, which is really fun. So uh, classic Night Lords. We had a great one. We had a game where my Raptors just gained a trait, so they had obsec, and then mm-hmm. they gained a battle scar immediately afterwards. That means they can't now hold objectives. So it's, <laughs> it's just really funny. So it's so <laughs> brutal. Like the, some of the some of the punishments are really funny and really brutal. Awesome. Okay. Well, I've not done an awful lot of hobby. I've played a little bit of Genesis the Cult this week, um, and I've built some neophytes because I have, as always, submitted a list um, for an event that I, I need to finish some models for. But generally, just looking forward to Nottingham GT this weekend. And we've all been at events weekend past, which we will talk about in the second half of this show. So part one, what we're going to do today is a new game we've invented called Pin the Win Rate on the Faction, which is that we are going to wildly speculate about where different factions in the game are going to land coming out into the brand new meta that is the sort of Arcs of Omen era, which is um, a sort of, you'll be familiar with it, it's a sort of silly season where they've thrown a bunch of random stuff in to see what happens um, to keep us occupied and distracted as we get ready for a new edition of the game, which we all know is coming in a few months' time. Uh, But we've got a whole new set of rules, we've got a bunch of balance changes, points changes, and the factions are all going to look very different. So we're going to play pin the win rate on the faction in part one. And then in part two, we will talk through our experiences of Twisted Warp and Peterborough Slam, which we were at at the weekend.
So without further ado, I'm going to set out the rules for pin the win rate on the faction. The rules are more guidelines than actual rules. Um, but what we're going to have, we've got it's going to have a series of different brackets. We're going to have the 70s win rates, the 60s win rates, the high 50s, the low 50s, the high 40s, and the low 40s. And we're going to take it in turns to try and guess where we think a faction is going to sort of level out or average in the next few sort of weeks and months as Arcs of Omen gets going. And then we'll chat a little bit about why we think that is and where we think that faction's at, etc. We're not going to try and cover everything. We've done a lot of very, very <laughs> meticulous tier lists and stuff lately where we've covered every single sub-faction. I don't think we're going to do that today, We're gonna, but we're going to let it run for a little while um, and see how many different things we can come up with and see where we think different things are landing and hopefully have some fun with it as well. And in a few months' time, I guess we can see if we're right or not, which should be quite fun. Um, David, do you want to kick us off? Do you want to have a first guess? Oh, are we, oh. Uh, which faction are we thinking? Well, you, you can choose <laughs> anything you I like. Can you can choose, yeah. Oh you can God, start right. wherever yeah. you like. You do, and you, all you have to do is try and sort of roughly ballpark a win rate for the faction. Ooh, well, I suppose you know what. I, I, I might as well go. I might as well go hard and hot, right? So let's let's go with nids, right? Because that's what I know. <laughs> Tyranids. Okay. That's what I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's bad as it sounds, right? I, okay. I don't. I think. Potentially, we're going to end up around fifty percent. Okay, okay. I do, we, I do, because got... we still have a lot of things that that can do work. I've written lists, and I've, you know what, you, you know, you looked at the the points, and you go, "Oh my god, this is the end of the world." I might as well set fire to all my models. Like, oh, I'm telling <laughs> my wife I'm quitting Warhammer. <laughs> and in reality, I wrote these lists, and I'm like. Uh, like I've still got some some hot stuff here that can really yeah. cause people problems. Mm. Yeah, you know what? It's not broken anymore. I don't have spore mines which ruin everyone's day. Uh, I don't have like a million mortals for 150 points in zone. <laughs> and you know I can't overrun. Like basically slap things, run away, make it it's so uninteractive. Right? It was fun <sighs> while it lasted. We you yeah. could say we overran too close to the sun. Mm. Do you do you think it was needed or do you think it was fair? Because I'm curious about this. Because I, from my last few games playing Nids, I really kind of felt like they'd started to land in a spot that was all right. Yeah, man. Like I, well, you'll find out later. <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've got progressively worse over the <laughs> era. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't think they're broken. I really don't. Like, uh, I, I think I think they could have got rid of spawn mines. Fine. Yeah. Maybe even overrun two, fine. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen it like that, but you know what? You've got to have some sympathy with GW. In reality, they don't have a... Well, you can have sympathy for the fact they don't have a playtest team. They really yeah. should have a playtest team, but they don't. Yeah. And, like, how are they supposed to know where, where the line is? Yeah. I think, I think they could have done those rule changes and then not changed anything else, and it would have been mm. fine. Without yeah. overrun, Hive Tyrants, Flying Hive Tyrants are pretty bad. Yeah. Whenever you get a set of nerfs that come together like that, it can be really hard. Like I think Craft Worlds, when they took the points and the rules and the balance hit, that's big. It's really rough. It really does take a faction a bit of time to recover and reorganize from that. But it's just like stuff like the Spore Mines, I've just always found to be 
quite interesting and different and weird. And, and it's, I think it's a shame that as a mechanic, that's essentially been killed off now. Totally agree. So, and I yeah. think that if you look at this, that, that interesting, like unique mechanic, there was the adaptive trait that's got binned as well. So we can't change our adaptive. Yeah. You know, do you remember yeah, those really days? Cool, cool, yeah, it's a cool it. feature. Like it's a cool thing. Um, yeah. So that's a shame. But, um, uh, hey ho, it's one of those things. I, I'm going to go with 52% win rate. 52, all right, I like it. He's back in the nids. Um, Davey is going to be going 52% at every event going forward. So that's the that's the benchmark. Um, we like that. Chris, your turn. What are you What are you going to predict for? Um, well, I'm going to choose Harlequins. Harlequins, all right. Um, so, obviously, Harlequins now die quite a lot more. Yeah, five up in one now instead of a four up in one. That's a big change. Yeah, that is yeah. quite the change. Um, but I think they have just proven GW that they really, really don't understand why Harlequins are good, <laughs> and they have consistently proven that over the last seventeen nerfs that Harlequins have had, or whatever it's yeah. been. Um, so, with that in mind, it's not actually as bad as you think, based no. on one thing and one thing only, and that is that you're playing at events with satisfactory terrain. Yeah. Because the Harlequin strategy is reasonably straightforward. Turns one and two, they're going to hide and do the bare minimum as they gradually move, or they very quickly move up the board and stage. And then they're going to spend their whole life in your deployment zone and score 90 points yeah. whilst stopping you from scoring any primary. Yeah. Um, and that is how they do that. And how do they do that? Well, they have eight boats full of guys that do that. Um, so I know from my perspective, whenever I've had good games, the games have gone well when the only models have died are the ones that I sent out to do yeah. a job and then die. Yeah. And in that case, they could have a six up in one. They could have no save. They could have no save at all. Completely yeah. irrelevant. And that's yeah. you're playing elves when that happens. When you're yeah, playing exactly. elves properly, everything dies, but it dies when you want it to. That's exactly. the that's the way elves are supposed to be played. And the only difference is that with the four pin one, um, it could be really, really swingy and really irritating for your opponent, as we'll talk about in my tournament. I rolled really well in some of my games and it was a bit ridiculous. And that will just go. <laughs> that will just go be far, far fewer, uh, far between those mm. sort of instances. But the fact remains that the secondaries are the thing that kind of needed to change or the amount of troops and boats you could fit in the list needed to change. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't. In terms of secondaries, deadly performance is now core locked. So it means that you can't, quite a classic thing would be send a troop master, send a solitaire into the deployments, enemy's deployment zone. Mm. So it's all you behind enemy lines and your deadly performance on top of nabbing a new objective. Yeah. That's now not an option. So if you're taking deadly, you've got to be thinking, well, what core can I get in there? Because it's going to take you a turn to get troops in there out of yeah. the boat in the midboard. So you could yeah. lean more into a little two-man bikes. I think yeah. some people will definitely start taking seven boats and two units of two bikes. I think yeah. that's a pretty solid list. Um, the other argument is you just go away from deadly. You, um, you, you start could. thinking about um, taking kind of like other things instead. And well, yeah, if new lists start appearing that serve you up kill secondaries, yeah. and they might, exactly, um, yeah, exactly. then you'll be able to take those. And they're quite good at assassinate due to the movement. Yeah. And the fact we've now got a super death jester back. Oh, yes. Um, I love so that, that guy. The Harlequinster of Torment Death Jester. That's the thing. Have you, who is it in Games Watch who literally every time they nerf Harlequins is like, ah, but give them something as well. Go on, <laughs> give them something. Every, <laughs> some, every single time. Back. They dance through it, man. For those who initiated, got... what's this death jester? Okay. So 
they've got a death jester. There was a, a combo when the book came out, which I like to say I exploited very mercilessly at the first of the and only event I took Harlequins to, which is a death jester with a turner hit to a six warlord trait after he's shot. And he's also got a double exploding sixes trait on his shots, right? So you've got a lad who's often hitting with like five or six AP two damage to shuriken shots. Um very effective at punking characters because they can target characters directly. Ooh, so it's ex- extremely good at just culling your opponent's sort of important units. So um, and cheap at the time, not cheap yet. now, expensive now. Um, but he was very cheap at the time. They've also got um, the the veil. What was it? The um, mirror, mirror architect. architect back. So minus six inch range aura. So things count as further away, which actually is going to help them out a lot, I think. Um, depending on how it's employed and how it's used, it's a yeah. It depends range. on the meta and the range of the guns that yeah. yeah. If you go into guard and it's kind of irrelevant, you go yeah. into pow and it's very helpful. Is yeah. the lunatic troopmaster still going to be something you see in lists, Chris? The what? Sorry, the lunatic troopmaster that just yeah. Your yeah. Like, yeah. You're still going to see him. It's better now because there's no armor of contempt to slow him down, right? Harlequins. Well, have I been, was just thinking with the Harlequins. Yeah, Harlequins have been decidedly average in melee since armor of contempt came in. And actually, they will be better at it now than they've been in a while um, in terms of fighting sort of power armor type stuff. They've got a lot of AP2, which wasn't really doing it with Armor of Contempt, but it's interesting. I don't, yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I mean, although we actually, what's your guess? You haven't had your guess, Chris. Well, I was also going to add that with behind enemy lines changing, you only need one unit for three points now. Right, okay. Um, so that actually, if you don't worry about deadly performance, um, that's such an easy secondary to yeah. score, and always fifteen, always fifteen. Yeah. So um, my prediction is that they are going to have a fifty-six percent win rate. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, and this is for why. I think <laughs> that anyone who starts playing the army or is mediocre at the army is going to get fed up very quickly of dying all the time and <laughs> move away. And yep. I think the high-end band of good Harlequin players who are already still doing the right things mm. are going to carry on winning the right and things. And who have actually been doing the right things since basically late 8th. That's the issue with Harlequins is that there's been a bunch of people smashing with them all the way since they got their White Dwarf supplement at the end of 8th. Yep. They've been good. And there's been a bunch of people using them. And there's just a very good cell uh, of Harlequins players out there. I, I agree. I th- I think they might be a little higher, but we'll go with 56 and we'll see how they go. I'm not sold that they're out of there yet. And I, as you say, I don't think there'll be many playing them, which I think will that, mean which helps we'll, boost your window, we'll distort it. it. And for other reasons, which we might look at, some of their favorite profiles are coming back into the game um, in a big way. And they get to play their game of hitting those things before those things ever see them, which is what Harlequins do best. But we'll, we'll see how we go. Okay, my turn. I'm going to throw a random one in. I am going to... I think I'm going to put Creations of Bile in. And I'm going to put Creations of Bile in. Creations of Bile are going to go in at bang on 50% for me. Because they fight on death on a 50%. I was about to say. Yeah, there is a little bit of that going on here. So hear me out. So here's the situation with Creations of Baal. Creations of Baal have obviously been an incredibly powerful point and click kind of melee army, right? Where you've got massively powerful characters, fast, strong units, and fight on death basically ensures that you are going to win any melee matchup um, just through 
brute force um, a lot of the time. But the other thing Creations of Bile has is a really good secondary where they score loads of points just doing what they want to do, which is kill things in melee. So for CSM, they score well. And not many CSM factions score well. So that means that they appeal. But I think the changing it so they fight on four ups on death means that I don't think top players are going to take this now. Because a top player does not want to risk a Lord Discordant not fighting when it gets killed by such and such, right? That's that's not a very min-max kind of mindset, is it? That's a bit YOLO and a bit fun. But I do think people that enjoy Chaos Space Marines, and there are a lot, like their melee. And I think if you do like your melee and you want to play the most sort of straightforward, straight-up form of it and do fine, I think Creations of Bile is the one. Um, and my other my other expectations for Chaos Space Marines is that they are going to dive bomb but I don't think Bile is. I think Bile can go the distance and can hold up and be fine in the meta, but I don't think many of the other Chaos Space Marine Legions can, so I'm going to put them in there at 50%. All those Chaos players, man, that were waiting so long for their heyday. I know, I know, I know. They they sort of are and they're not. Chaos players are always playing all the Chaos factions, right? They'd had to go on Death Guard, they'd had to go on T-Suns, they'd had to go on Demons. There's a a lot of people dabbling in different things, but... It's yeah, they're in an interesting spot having having armor of contempt taken away and points rises. Um does feel very harsh, certainly for most of the legions. Hmm. We're back round to you, Davey. Do you want to have a guess at something? All right, Necron's forty five percent. Necron's forty five. <laughs> oh okay. Now yeah. we're talking. No, so justify no, yourself, young man. Man, like I such a dull faction to play right now. Like I feel really <laughs> bad for people who, who have to turn up and play Necrons. <laughs> like, and I, like you just, just it's, uh, it's a straw man. You just got to knock them over. Yeah. Um, but you know they score well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. Mm-hmm. But now they're losing a bit of that, mm-hmm. and then they can't do the free game move. Yeah. Um, and then they struggle. If I'm right, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. They struggle to take. Um, no, they don't struggle to hit the Silent King. I think that was a misunderstanding, and then I heard it was fine. But um, he's all right. No, he's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, he was certainly fine when he battered me in the other day. <laughs> yeah, um, but I just think that everyone else, especially like Marines, getting much better and stuff. I, yeah, I just think that they have a really bad time. And, and uh, agreed. Straight back, straight back into uh, the 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 hot realms of forty five percent win rates. Yeah. And I think I think the thing with Necrons that makes a forty five percent quite a good guess is that they are also quite a sort of starter set army this edition. Mm. So there's a lot of people turning up who are relatively new with Necrons. True that. Does, right. It has meant their win rate's been low even when they've been good, relatively speaking. So I think that would compound it too. But I think you're right as well. There's us. We smell a bit of a gunline meta coming for a little while, right? And that they don't like that because their whole plan is you can't shoot me off the board before I score all my points. But if a gun line turns up and just deletes them, then yeah, you might. All these reapers, all these gladiator reapers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big tanks, and who knows? Maybe, maybe it's tanks. We'll see. I'm intrigued to see. But certainly, plasma inceptors kill necrons without even blinking. Mm. Um, If these like big squads of destroyers just don't exist, it's super sad, right? Because this isn't how Necrons are supposed to be. Necrons supposed to be really cool, and uh, unfortunately, next edition, guys, you'll you'll be awesome. I bet you'll be the nids of. I think the thing to try is the Annihilation Legion. That's it. That's that's the one. Lee Churchill has run it in Crusade. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to James Marsden about it at the weekend, and he definitely wants to try it. 
and I think it works really well with the new Arcs of Omen detachment because you no longer have to take any troops at all for Necron, so you can go all into Ophidians and other kinds of destroyers. Whether that's good enough to do well, who knows? But I, I think there's something there in the Annihilation League that's pretty scary. I do wonder if they're going to mix it up with Dynasties because obviously the, the there was a clear best one, and I wonder now that that Nick Nickel Nihilac. Nihilac. It's it's all right, but the secondary ability is a bit naff. So are there other builds that we'll see from people? Mm. That'll be really interesting. Well, the secondary ability for Nihilac is action and shoot. That isn't bad. Right? No, that's it's not, um, that's you not get, bad. Isn't it you get armor of contempt in your deployment zone? Oh, I think they might have a stratagem for action and shoot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Right, so yeah. Their, their unique stratagem is action and shoot, which again, useful to have. Pretty good. And but yes, no, they get like a little extra bit of cover if boost i don't get yeah as you say that second bit isn't great but there is the action and shoot isn't terrible for for nylac um but yeah 45 percent. there we go i put that in low 40s i guess that's top of low 40s um but if someone wants to petition that to be in high 40s i don't know it depends where, where, don't know where you draw the line with that. i'll put 44 then just to be me yeah be that helps thanks davy that's <laughs> low that's real low chris your turn i go custodies custodies oh where are you putting them Ooh, Numbers first, then justification. Okay, fifty-five percent. <laughs> fifty-five. Okay, just below his Harlequins. Yeah, we're all uh, being very timid with our numbers here, aren't we? We're... Realistic, I think, because we're professionals. Right. Yeah, we are um, professionals. We do we do this for a, a yeah, hobby. Yeah, this is our living. <laughs> um, I'm at fifty-five percent because currently they're operating at around, I think, a fifty-three, fifty-four percent win rate, and they've just got slightly better. All right. So, uh, and how have they got better? Well, they have regained obsec on mm. all their core infantry, yeah. which mainly affects terminators, but also affects things like wardens, venetari, etc. They've also gained back the ability to turn off rerolls and be transhuman on all your infantry as well. So their resilience has massively gone up. Um, their output is improved because of the dropping of armor of contempt. Um, their secondary still suck ass; like they they really do suck. Um, which doesn't help them, but they're getting by well enough with the other secondaries. Um, you take behind enemy lines, I think there's definitely a build there mm-hmm. um, with scoring three points, turns two and three for dropping down a lone Alaris. Like, that's that's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think recently people have been playing into all the vehicles and dreadnoughts, and um, I think there's going to be a bit of a push on the infantry stuff, and I think they're still going to be in a pretty good place because they've still got good tools. Definitely. They're still, you know, still a strong mm-hmm. army. Um, and I don't see them going down with the changes. Not at all. Unless it's just a ton of Marine AP2, mm. in which case custodians spending their life on a four-up makes them quite sad mm. um, because you do just die eventually. You've got the, there's the shield lads with the sort of storm shields storm and shield. them, them in cover. Basically ignores that. Zero up save, yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if you saw like a list which had like, I don't know, a blob of a eight or ten with... Those and you just kept hitting that no rerolls transhuman because this is it. every turn. This is it. You're talking about a, a game system now where you get two CP every round, yeah, right. And all you need is two CP to turn off rerolls transhuman every time, all game. That's a really powerful situation to put the opponent in, right? I think that's a massively powerful tool for them to have. It takes um, a few turns to get through it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm very well, curious to see how Custodes players le- level leverage this and, and make use of it. And, and we'll see. But it's, it'd be nice to have them back amongst it. No, I think 55% is a very reasonable, very sensible guess there. It's time for a silly guess. 
Let's go for a silly guess. I am going to put Dark Angels at a baffling 60%. Because I want Paul to be happy. He will be. He'll be very happy. And the reason I'm going to do this is because you can just take millions and millions of Terminators in Dark Angels, which is already something Dark Angels players like to do. And it gets tons of free stuff and it chews up the board with Obsec, but also it seems now that you can take a lot of Ravenwing and stay in Devastated Doctrine all game and score really, really well um, with their Codex Warfare just getting kills and getting points for kills, which I think leans into that kind of alpha strike that Ravenwing can do. Oh, absolutely. Now, it, it might be over-ambitious, might be a little too high, but if ever there was a time for Dark Angels to break out and have a, have a, a, a little reign of terror, this feels like it, because they've always been hinting at doing it even during a meta that was quite hostile to Power Armor, really. And now they've got a ton more stuff. So we'll see. They will be an awesome Alpha Strike army, right? Ravenwing are. It's it's terrifying what you can do with um with a sort of Ravenwing sort of speed list. It's very, very hard to stop it getting angles. And now it's just going to be at high AP all game with assault cannons and plasma and everything else. And I think, I think it will... Ravenwing list can hide quite well and put massive holes in other kinds of armoured gunline lists. Um, which is interesting because, again, I think those are some of the others that are likely to be out there now. Maybe that's ambitious. Dark Angels players, make it happen. I think Get you're out bang there. Get I, out think there. You're yeah. I believe in Paul. I and believe in Paul. You <laughs> <laughs> will finally know if it's just the player base, Dark Angels, so get at it. I mean, you know, there's always been rumours that it's just you lot letting the team down, and actually the rules have always been fine. Uh, but we will we will find out. Go get them, Dark Angels. Have at it. Um, okay, Davey, back to you. All right. Guard. Guard. Oh, my hard. God. Let's do it. Where are they going to land, Davey? I'm saying 68, mate. 68. 68. Not 69. That's very oh, no, because hang on. You're going to have all the... All the people who collect it because the, you know they, they play bolt action as well. Oh no! Um, <laughs> that is that is the thing. There's always a few guys with like their sort of mechanized like Talan regiment. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go 60, 60, 65. 65. Okay. Yeah, Great. Yeah. We can do that. We can have a 65 percent in there. Guard 65, Davy. Uh, I think uh, that's reasonable. Why do you think that, Davy? Uh, I played them the other day. It was rough. Mm. And, I, and I've seen Alex uh, uh, Ch- Chancellor playing them on the Twisted Dice stream. Go watch yep. that. Shout um, out to Twisted Dice stream. Very good stream. Some of the stuff that his, his, stuff, his boys do just brutalise brutalise mm. the opponent. And uh, yeah, really impressive stuff. Really impressive stuff. Especially on like player-based terrain as well, where you can just get angles. Like super strong. Also, Lee Churchwood is building guard, which is going to bump the win rate up a significant think- amount because he's a scary man. Tom, don't think we ever noticed there's a guard codex on your on your shelf behind you. Uh-huh. Well, I put that there because of the discussion that we're doing. It's sort of symbolic of of, of the. I think I think guard are going to be in a really really strong spot. Yeah, um, even mortars and stuff like that into Eldari factions. Oh uh, yeah, Look everything. Every army I've ever played hates guard artillery and cultists. Uh, just horrendous. Yeah. And that's going to put the enemy in a really interesting spot. They can just do so much damage with things like Kazakin. Lehman Russes are amazing. Sentinels are seven wounds. Ar- seven armored wounds for 40 points is completely insane with pre-game moves. So they've got they've got all the tools to basically just fill up the board with stuff that you're really going to struggle to get rid of whilst also getting killed the hell out of. And they've got a great secondary game. 
So yeah, I think Garda are in that sort of new book spot where there's a lot of things that are quite obviously overtuned. For whatever reason, the community doesn't seem to be riding to the rescue this time. Where there isn't the pitchforks aren't out, you know, the riot isn't happening. So I think guard players are just going to get to do it to us for a while <laughs> before, before anything changes. Um, but yeah, I think sixty-five is yeah. Given again, given that you've got a player base where there's always a few people taking it much less seriously. Um, yeah, 65 feels about right. Cool. Uh, Chris. Okay. Add Mick. Add, okay, this Ooh, is a fun one. This is actually a very bold one to try and pin down. I'm going to go 51%. 51. 51 okay. for the Ad Mick. Low 50s. All right. Fine. Justify Fine. yourself, young man. Okay. Um, at the moment, they're about 40%. Yep. Um, so they're one of the worst factions in the game. Yep. And they've obviously just got a lot of point rises uh, or in, sorry, decreases. They've um, Their secondaries were pretty garbage. Mm-hmm. They've, they've improved a little bit. Yeah, um, oh, there's a couple of quite nice options there now. And so they're definitely going to go up. I don't think they are going to be as brutal as um, you think. Um, I don't think the top players are going to get onto them, mm. um, which obviously they did in you know when they were broker and everyone was all the top players were taking them so obviously their win rate is going to be high they've yeah. still got quite a niche following mm-hmm. um and that's i don't i just don't think many people who have these admec armies are going to go back through and dig through and play. <laughs> um so you've yeah. got to die hard good admec players um and they will crop up and that will push it up but i just don't think they cut enough mustard to really make everyone stand up and go, oh, I want an Admech army. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll be fine, but I don't think they're going to be as horrendously brutal as um, some people are thinking. So yeah, that's why I'm not going to say they're in the mid to high 50s. I think they'll scrape over the 50% win rate. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's doesn't feel like one that people are going to flock to, right? It's, it's not. It's not an easy army. book. It's the only book in ninth edition that I read and was just like, I don't know what's going on. Don't it's so confusing. No Even idea what's going on. I'm. I like to think I'm reasonably good at picking these things up. I read that book. I was like, nope, no idea. Don't understand it. No um, armor of contempt helps them a lot because their rangers and even their um, uh, van, even the vanguard can now um, get to AP one, which actually does stuff. You mm-hmm. know, when you've got sixty shots auto wounding on fours to hit. Um, re-rolling that's quite tasty that will shoot out a lot of stuff but they're not the most maneuverable force um and i think that can that can hold fire but yeah i mean i could be wrong and it could turn out to be it's one of those where it genuinely could stay at 40 it could be bang average at 50 or it could escalate to 60 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say 51 though yeah i think 50 given that they are down in the doldrums at the moment you know, it, um, it's sort of t- a huge, huge shift seems unlikely, right? So fifty-one feels reasonable. Um, I've heard that breaches are now amazing, so do do just drop us a line on the Facebook if you want to buy three breaches from me, or indeed some ranges and some tech priests, because I absolutely am not going to play Admech and in, in the immediate future. So I will. If anyone wants to lend me an Admech army, I'll absolutely take one to a GT and tell you how how hard it was. Chris can literally do that. Chris, lend him. Lend, that's, okay, done, done. Done. That's content. That's done. Davy's going to take Admech to an event. Yeah, oh, I, that is exciting. What I'm a pledge. You are going to hate. Oh, are you that play, is brilliant. Are play, so when I took Thousand Sons, 
I didn't play a single practice game. I literally just rocked up and had to work out as I go, and it was horrendous. <laughs> Admech is like 10 times more complicated. Yeah, What's, what what rules are we going to set? He gets the army in the book like the week before. He's got a week to work out what he's doing, and then he's in the right. GP, right? He's got a list to do his, give him two weeks. so he's Two weeks, he can have a couple of practice games. Yeah, no, that's fine. Submit the, so he can submit a list. Okay. What, I mean, what, what, what GTs are you looking to him? go to, Davey? Oh, you choose. LGT, right. I want this to happen way sooner than that. Yeah, we yeah, need, I'm thinking we, in February. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll find it. We're, no, we'll, the, that's that's a good challenge. I like that. We haven't done something like that in a while, so that's fun. Um, we will we will give you two weeks to understand and play Admit, and you can document the whole experience. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be more... sort of like sort of diaries where you're slowly I've going mad. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like got you like drawing on the walls in your house. You're like, I think I figured it out. <laughs> Reading from with Charlie and uh, always sunny. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly that. Exactly that. That's that's one for me. Mondays next week, sorted, absolutely mm-hmm. sorted. Oh, I'm excited for that. That's cool. Uh, very good. Very, very good. Okay, right. I'm going to chuck another one out. What am I going to put in? I am going to go... I think I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to put Votan in at 58. Ooh. I'm going to put Votan in at 58. For those listening, Chris just pulled the biggest stink face I've ever seen him pull. <laughs> and i think it having played against it this week it's very hard to lose a lot of games with votan i think it's a strong army it's not going to be taking things out it's not going to be going all the way at events because I think there's a lot of stuff that does shut it down. But it is so killy and it's also keeping Armour of Contempt and no one else is. So it's going to catch out a lot of armies that are tacking back into AP1, AP2. Um, and I also think the hobby lag is now pretty much over. And I think good players that have been waiting on Votan armies are going to start getting them. Um... So that is what I think of that. And I think they're going to stay in that bracket as a sort of almost nailed on 3-2 kind of army mm. um, until they get a decent set of rules next time, um, I reckon. Did you think I've gone too high or too low? Uh, I think you've gone too high. I think I've gone too high. Uh, that's my prediction. Uh, it's a huge interesting one because when you think about it, you're like, oh, this army should obviously go 3-2. And if it goes three two, that's sixty yeah. percent. So you should always be going. So and yet we think of like you said fifty eight. If an army has fifty eight, that's broken. That's too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's there's this always this weird like dynamic there mm. um, of kind of the reality of the situation and kind of what you'd think of as absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just I don't. If you look at what they are now, which is around what, like a fifty four. Um, and I they've got what, a couple of points increases. Yeah, a nudge, a uh, nudge here nudge. and there. Nothing, nothing special. Um, I think it depends entirely on what the game is like in Tamarines, I guess. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's currently keeping them down is going to cease to exist now, which is Thousand Sun Flamers, and I think that's big for them because I think the only reason they've been suppressed the last couple of months is that they just lose so hard to that. Do they keep all the secondaries? 
Their secondaries aren't good. Their secondaries aren't very good. But this is what I mean, right? How yeah, they well, they don't. They table you and win. That, that, and, that, and they're good at that. But they don't. They don't have a good secondary game. Mm. Um, and that's I it. Know. I think they're they're a flat track bully kind of army, and I think that's exactly where they're going to stay. I don't. I don't think the current set of changes is going to stop them being that. Um, but we'll see. I'll be interested to see how they get on. But I just think we're going to see a few players that have been building up to using them will now be actually giving them a run. I saw there's a couple at um, Nottingham who more serious looking players with with Ymir type lists, and I think we'll we'll get to find out if you can get a song out of that or not. It's definitely an army that people in the know think can do more than it has so far, and mm-hmm. if it's going to do that, I guess now's the time. Also, those bikers are just going to cull everything in a guard army except the Lehman Russes in the first turn. And then it's like, well, what are you doing after that? Because <laughs> um, I've seen what they do now. <laughs> they are terrifying. Yeah, the bikes are rough, man. Oh, man. Uh, Davey, off you go. Next one. All right, so I think buying all these trolls this week has yep. made me a troll, and I'm going to go with Death Guard. Oh, yeah? Where are you going to put them? I'm going to put them... I said, What did I say? I said 45 for... 44 in the end for Necrons. For Necrons. I think Death Guard are going to be 43. Oh, brutal. I just think they will do okay against like newer players, but anyone who knows, who can measure 16.1 <laughs> will probably do okay. Maybe. But I'm being, was, I'm, being, uh, I'm being horrible here, but realistically, I just don't see how they win, like, especially with Marines um, losing Armour Contempt and you know, like a lot of three, like with Terminators going to be big, a lot of three damage weapons knocking about. So minus one goes to two damage. They just, they can't get to armies that can just shoot them off the board. Right. Absolutely. Over, over, over and over again. I think you're right. I think that's. Yeah. They're just going to slowly walk across the table while an Iron Hands player blows the crap out of them. Yeah. No one's gone for Iron Hands yet. Chris, your turn. So Iron Hands. <laughs> he took the I'm hint because we can't do this all night, and I'd be a bit sad if we didn't if we didn't get Iron Hands in there before we finished. So I'd be a bit sad. <laughs> um, sixty-four percent. Yes, that's what I was going to go for as well. Ooh. Great minds, great minds. Sixty-four percent. Um, the general. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually pay much attention to the Space Marine chat. I don't really plan on playing them, but I think um, I plan on killing them. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. I think they, everyone seems to think Iron Hands have just got all the good stuff and we know about shooting metas and we play a lot on UKTC boards and they are open to manoeuvrable stuff and this strategic preserve aspect, which means your all this shooting stuff doesn't have to spend time getting into position. It just drops down onto a flank and goes pew pew, you're dead. Um, they're best posed to make the most of the changes, apart from maybe Dark Angels with the Terminator cheapness and maybe Death Watch with all the free whip for game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're going to be... They've got great combat strats. They've got good shooting. Um, they're going to be the most efficient. So there's every potential that they're going to be super good. There's also every potential that everyone's actually wrong and that <laughs> Marines still aren't that great. But yeah. God, I really hope so. So what I will say, right, I played them the other day, and obviously you can knock wounds off things, but they're double wounds. Mm. Uh, I'll tell a story quickly of Max. Max was a good good friend of mine that I play with here. He got a Fire Raptor down to one wound, and one CP, just put it on full bracket. Daka, daka, daka. Yeah, that was the swinging of the game. Yeah. Um, so th- things like that, 
especially when all their vehicles have gone down in points. Like mm-hmm. they are going to be rough, man. Yeah, I think that is it. That's that is presume. I think what must have people excited is just the the saturation of threats that are all now so well costed that you just can't dunk them all. And for, for Iron Hands. For the uninitiated, Iron Hands dominated the end of 8th edition, which was the worst bit of 8th edition. Um, we had a bit in 8th edition that was like the bit we've just had, where a bunch of different armies were competing in interesting ways, and um, you could win events by playing well. And then Iron Hands were good because Games Workshop wanted to sell Space Marines for six months. And there is an outside chance that that is what we're going into now, because this was a marketing data slate. It wasn't a balanced data slate. Um, and Iron Hands have infinite sort of shooting efficiency re-rolling ones to hit with heavy weapons in the shooting phase so all their heavy weapons are great because they'll stay in devastated forever now they have a feel no pain they have very good stratagem support they have lots of various different tricks for having like nice untargetable character dreads and stuff and they were the only space marine chapter that was able to hang in the era of drakari and admac and other stuff so they were even you know months after they were nerfed into the ground they were able to stick about Hey, Tommy, so, part two, can we talk about what you just said about marketing data slate versus balance? Yeah, well, absolutely we can. Absolutely we can, yeah. Because I think I think it's an important thing to remember um, is that, yeah, balance in this game, where, where as and when it appears and as and when it happens, is not just about balance. It's about other things because that's the nature of the game that we play. And with Space Marines, we all know that Space Marines were supposed to have a bunch of new books by this point. And all those box sets that came out over Christmas that you can see advertised on their website right now were supposed to come with nice new rules to help sell them. And because of the way things have been, those books haven't been able to make it out just in the same way the World Eaters haven't been able to make it out. Guard haven't been able to make it out. Things aren't happening as quickly as GW wanted, but they're still tied into their release schedule, right? So in the new, in the summer, the new edition has to come. So how do you sell those models without those new rules? Well, <laughs> you have to juice up the rules you still have. And so they're re-breaking iron hands right so the devastated doctrine being permanent went away for a reason it went away because it was too strong they've given it back right um and making lots and lots of stuff really points efficient and especially a bunch of units that they'd probably like you to get um gladiators no who's been buying gladiators in in ninth edition right it's a beautiful tank chris's was beautiful when i blew it up in turn one absolutely delicious vehicle (laughs) um but ultimately um not effective how cheap does it have to be to be effective we will find out gladiator lance is as cheap as a flipping raider at this point right that's that's where that's where it's headed to right so we will see we'll see if it's enough mm-hmm. but if it is enough the problem with marines always is there's so many of them around that if they are really good you just play them every game for every event for quite a while uh, and i i didn't i didn't miss that era we'll see but yeah, Iron Hands have all the tools. Let's let's see. They they can they can make a really mean Devastator drop pod, and Devastator's got better as well. So maybe we'll see Nassim Nassim back on his back on his Iron Hands. I watched Nassim wreck uh, Manny's Admet with Iron Hands. It was a magnificent game. The drop pod assault is just so brutal when it goes off. It just they just absolutely hit you in the face, and never let you breathe for an entire game. Um, so we shall see. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. I'm going to put Tau at 54. Mm, People aren't liking mine. Uh, like, so me and Aaron have this discussion. I think Tau are going to be up there with Ironhands. Okay. Okay. What? 
So I'm going to just, I'm going to justify it. I'm going to justify it first. Tau are not easy to play. Tau are really not easy to play. I know people get frustrated with Tau. It is a fiddly thing. It is now moving into an era where it doesn't have the plain alpha strike, which I think has been papering over some sins and been making life easier for it because at least it can dunk some stuff at the start and reach some things it can't later reach. It's got this fire and fade, riptide, crisis suit thing going on, but it really, really struggles to contest the midboard and actually score its secondaries. And the secondary blueprint it has is still the same, right? which is a, a blueprint that depends on winning the game by about three, four, and getting things moving. And if there's a bunch of armies coming through now that aren't going to be blown away by that point and are going to out-mission Tau, the situation they're already in, which is they can win stuff, but actually their win rate has been low 50s, I think, the whole time, that I don't see that changing. I think I, th- I think maybe top Tau players will still do well, but I don't see anything that's going to mean they suddenly jump up in that sense. But anyway, you can you could object, Davy. Let's hear it. Oh no, I I my so before the planes were a thing, um, it was what loads of crisis suits, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that so the loads of crisis suits got nerfed. Then the planes have gone. You can easily swap out those two planes for, I believe, uh, my friend told me it was essentially a riptide mm-hmm. and some recruit, mm-hmm. and then you go classic riptide. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I just think that they've got that, that that they're unfathomably fast, like for what they should be. Like they're quite fast um, in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of like being able to not be shot, so they move quite quickly in that sense. And then if you've got hammerheads, you've got hammerheads to deal with some of those bigger monsters, those bigger vehicles that might be visible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then when you get to turn three, it's all go time, baby. Like what? Like I think good play. I think to your point. Right, I'll stop my rambling. To your point, really good players with Tau will just be absolutely incredible. Yeah, watch like watching them on stream, um, like in tournaments on on war games live and stuff. Uh, watching people like not sit on objectives for turn one and two and letting their opponent take the board and then wiping them out turn mm. three, four, five and just winning the game, or you know, it's it's really impressive. And I just think, as yeah. you said, it's not easy to play. No, but if you get it's it, very precarious. Very precarious yeah. game. But, but the other thing with Tau is that they so are hard. really popular. A lot of people play Tau, and they're not all good. Um, they're and they're fire. always, they're, yeah, they're always heavily represented. I was just going to say Fire Warriors minus two AP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one damage. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing, I suppose, is whether Armor of Contempt going brings a wider range of their guns in because maybe then actually they do become more oppressive again. Yeah, but they do the objective at the end of the turn, the, the yeah. secondary. It's an interesting one to see. I guess it's ultimately it will depend how they go into these other big shooting lists, right? How they go into guard, how they go into true, true. marines. Because if they're losing those matchups, then they're not going to be doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I do get your point though, totally on, on the- yeah. But it's just, they're they're one of those interesting ones where they, the win rate's never been that great. Um, not since their initial release, where they were a bit nuts. You know, in in recent times, even when they've still been placing high, it's been very obvious it is not easy to do. And it doesn't happen um, for everyone, and it's dependent on a lot of different things. Um, okay, let's go. Is it you now, Davy? Yes. Oh yeah, God yeah. Uh, give, give, um, let's go with. Um, uh, um, orcs. Orcs. Oh. <laughs> let's go draw a line here. I know nothing about orcs except the choppers have AP one. 
is that enough? That's better. Um, I think they lost the secondary, didn't they? They lost the biggest and the baddest. They did, but you could argue that's probably their least important one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in terms of in terms of those kind of changes, you know, not not as bad. Um, and I, I I just think that they can. You know, people are already playing death skulls lists that are really strong. Like again, mm. to, to mention Alex again, Alex took one at the weekend, didn't he? He's yep. really well with that. Um, yep. I, I've always thought they're quite strong um, into anything that isn't wearing power armor, and I think that now that uh, armor of contempt's gone, mm-hmm. it should be pretty strong. So in terms of win rate, yeah, I, th- I think that obviously above average. I don't yep. think they're going to hit the heights of like say Dark Angels or anything like that. No. Um, ooh, like. 50, 55? Okay, yeah, I think I, I think that's a pretty reasonable assessment. I could definitely see Orcs at 55. Yeah, they're good. They're all round strong, aren't they? Um, they body some stuff really happily. And Armour of Contempt has been hurting them a lot. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And they've got, I mean, they've got good scoring. They've got a good scoring game. Now that Death Skulls list with all those boys will actually like yeah, yeah. build stuff, right? And, and yeah, um, Death Skulls is nice. Goffs is nice. Just just that sort of transport rush and the truck boys rush where you jump them out of the start and get right in the enemy's face is really tough. Really tough to deal with. They probably love the detachment with all the elites and heavy support and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. I haven't really looked at that as to whether yeah they just it's not that boys and these snagger boys are attacks, but I guess that could all just be going into slightly punchier troops. Absolutely. Um, yeah, very nice. Chris? Um, I'll go for Grey Knights because I'm currently unwrapping a load of Oh, them. that's fun. I hadn't thought about Grey Knights. Where are you going to put Grey Knights? Um, 53%. Nice. I don't think they're going to crazy it up. I don't think they're all of a sudden amazing. Obviously, the Dread Knights getting um, AP could see a, um, or their AP 1 and 2 suddenly pick up could help them out a bit. Nice um, I think they're going to win more than they lose, but I don't think you know. Like people are starting to build more into like the paladin bricks and that sort of thing, um, but that's obviously going to go away with no more armor of contempt. Mm-hmm. So that kind of build means that they're just going to be a bit more easygoing and midfield. Um, so yeah, kind of a quick one, but I think yeah, fifty-three percent on the Great Knights. Yeah, that would be a good recovery, wouldn't it? Getting them back at it, and I think that sounds about right. So I've got a thought on this as well. Sorry to gas in on everything. No, um, no that's good. So obviously, one of the things they said about Nids, right, was they were trying to bring that put up the points on things that can do mortal wounds because they want to reduce the amount of mortal wounds that are, are in the game. Because it's mm-hmm. it's it, you know it sucks. You can have all these armors, everything, blah blah. But unless you've got funeral pain, you ain't doing nothing mm-hmm. um, against mortals. Also, they decrease points on grey knights. So. Will people take away from feel no pains, things like that, potentially, if you know everything's alpha strikey, blah blah blah? Um, and and actually, will it open the door for Grey Knights to be even stronger because they do yeah, just a amount of mortals, right? They don't yeah. put out as much though as something like um, Thousand Suns, it's not like their thing. You know, the smite still goes up. What other powers do they have? They've got purifying flame, whatever it is, cleansing flame, which is three mortals, but that requires you to be taking the purifiers. Um, they've got Vortex, um, but that's, again, just like... I just don't think they can consistently output enough mm. and their main shooting output are Storm Bolters. Fair um, So I don't think... You, you know, the argument could definitely be made for Thousand Suns um, and 
demons, um, all that sort of just those who can put more mortals out there. But I don't think Grey Knights are. And it's just you're theorizing it, and you're so you're playing into an Iron Hands list, which literally just needs to kill your guys, and it's getting four points for every unit it kills because it's getting a Devastator Doctrine kill and it's getting a Bore the Witch just the all game. So Ooh, literally. Yeah. They just they just blow you off the board, and that's that's their secondary sorted, right? They don't need to do anything. There's no mission play to worry about. A board which basically takes care of the secondary gap for a gun line that's trying to shoot grey knights, and it's just whether they can get into it or not. That's fair. That is fair. It depends. It's, inter- it's an interesting thing, and it depends how dominant those kinds of builds become, and if that if that is the nightmare that we're we're facing or not. <laughs> uh, but I would uh, say that their secondary yep. got increased to five points for the teleport structure. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. No, it's nice. Yeah. Like it's not. It's, I think I think they they themselves are going to be playing a better game now than they were. But their um, pure whatever the ritual one is has got harder because of yeah. dicks. Um and that was like an auto take a lot of the time, mm. and now you're having to rely on slightly better than a 50 50 mm. to cast on each one just to score one to two points a turn on it so you're probably not going to be taking it and that was an auto take when it was a five in most matchups depending on the mission so that's kind of you can definitely see gray knight builds going in where they rely on like that drop down so maybe the purgation squad for example yeah drops down shoots something cheap and easy boom five victory points and you just have like three units of those just to try and get you your 15 because you can't obviously rely on deep striking down and um, charging nine inches or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably want to be doing it with shooting. So you're going to get that from your Dread Knights and your Purgation squads and mm-hmm. maybe your Terminators, I guess. That'll be an interesting... I think Grey Knight's one of the most interesting ones to find out. Yeah, definitely. And we've now got three Grey Knight players in the Plus. So. Yeah, we've got a lot of them actually. Grey Knight mains, it's Grey Knights and Chaos Space Marines basically are our two That's two favourites. Um, okay, what we're going to do next? Probably only do another round after this, and then we'll then we'll call it for the time being. But I'm going to. I'm going to just cheekily. Where where am I? Where do I think Drakari land? I am going to put Drakari at 56. Hey, you're not doing GSC, Tom. I'm going to do GSC last. That's going to be my oh, final okay. one. Don't Fine. you worry. Don't you worry. Going to end on that bombshell. I actually don't know what I think about GSC, so I'm just going to wing it at the end. But Drakari are going to be 56 because they're still just a fundamentally quite strong book with good play. And some of the stuff that's been really hostile to them is now taking a bit of a hit um you feel i definitely feel a bit better about the things like the harlequin matchup if you're firing dark lances at a five up in one that changes that matchup a lot right that is massively yeah, really different great. if raiders and ravages are firing at a five up in one suddenly that's a very different exchange um as and that's that's been a matchup that has really hurt jakari mm-hmm. tyranids have hurt jakari quite a lot and Space Marines are something that Drakari historically like to play into. And whether or not Space Marines are too strong, I think Drakari players will enjoy having a more power army heavy meta because that is literally what they're designed to fight and to kill. That is the army that that's the type of profile they're supposed to be good at. Um, and Armor of Contempt going away really helps all of the witch cult stuff, which has basically been irrelevant since it came in. So Hellions and Blood Brides and Witches all become way more dangerous. Um, they've still got to figure out how that how they actually work with the detachments. 
Um, but I, th- I think, I think Drakari will be solid without ever really getting back to being sort of dominant, um, and will probably quite enjoy this meta, I would guess. Mm. And it's something so I'll definitely take a run on at some stage, out of curiosity. But cool, Davy, your turn. Ooh, this is our um, final go round. Here we go. Make it count. Final go round. I think I'm going to go with de- uh, demons. Oh, the- I didn't dare do this one because I couldn't think of a good way to place it. Where are you going to put it? Well, I mean, if you'd listened to all of our predictions so far, um, I th- all the factions we haven't mentioned are all the ones losing because everyone's had an <laughs> average uh, win rate. However, uh, I do like the idea of demons. Shooting matters. Not that bad for them, right? Because they've got the demons saved. Yeah. Uh, also, gun lines allow for lots of space to deep strike into, um, hide behind walls and charge in, things like that. Uh, so you can avoid Overwatch or even get even closer if you wanted to. Uh, you know, people aren't spreading across the board. However, um, a demon friend of mine mentioned that the, the detachment's not very good for them. I don't know mm. if that's a thing or not. But um, but yeah. Um, oh, it's because they can only have one HQ, right? And then three true uh, three other slots mm-hmm. so so yeah they, they're restricted on how many actual characters they can or how many great demons mm. they can bring um but i think they'll be able to make it work man and um yeah so i'm, I'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with above average i think it's gonna be like 53 yeah i think i think that's about right and i think that is a, actually a bit of a climb down for them mm. but it's not disastrous um Flamers getting nerfed definitely does hurt them. And I, I they are another one of those factions where I think anyone sort of more fluid kind of meta chase retires aren't going to be running demons. I don't think demons are going to be an army that people are sort of... I think people on demons will be really determined to make demons work. People like our very own Lee and Franco, those kind of nutters. Yeah. Um, and those those will be good players. Um, but the sort of the very sort of upper echelons of sort of mess chasing are not going to be looking to demons. I don't think in this, in this meta. Yeah, man, they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think mid table, like you know, mid tables, people coming into them and being like, "Whoa, how do I deal with this?" Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it is. I am actually genuinely very curious how things like Bellacore and the Bloodthirster and all that stuff go into conventional marine lists because conventional mm-hmm. marine lists are very honest. They have very honest eighth edition rules where it's like, "Here are your re rolls. Go and do your thing." And all of the more modern ninth rules are, oh, you don't get to do those things. <laughs> um, and so it's all very well to say, oh, Iron Hands re-roll all their ones to hit. It's like, well, they don't, though, actually, do they? Because if you're shooting at one of the many books that now says you don't get re-rolls, actually, you don't do that. Um, and if you're a gun line of tanks and you're firing at a bloodthirster that only takes eight wounds and he batters you, that's not very good either. So it's quite interesting uh, to see how books like that with a much more modern ninth set of tricks go into sort of returning efficiency-based gun line type stuff. Um, and I don't know how it's going to land. Chris, your last prediction, my man. What main ones haven't we done apart from Craft Worlds? Craft Worlds and I think those that would, other than GSC, we would then have covered all of the the major ones. Ooh, and so it's just, just Marine. Oh, yeah, the Knights. Yeah, Knights. Okay. We could, um, could do knights. Should we just all assume knights would be sort of bang average? Yeah. <laughs> bang average, just like their players. Just exactly really. right. Bang average, like the people that settle for the three twos that run them. Well, all right. Because we all because we put everything above <laughs> a little bit below average for all these good lines. We're going to be shooting at them. Yeah, exactly that. 
So yeah, they'll continue to be fine. You will beat players that aren't good. You will lose to players that are. Um, as it should be. As it should be. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Craft Worlds with a 55% win. Oh, I like it. Ooh. I like it. Look at this fat middle. We're, 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 we're optimists here. We're, we're optimists here. Optimist. <laughs> um, you don't want to upset anyone. No, we don't. Um, so I think... They fundamentally are still a good shooting army, and um, with especially with Arm of Contempt going, they've got the speed, they've got the just output of Shuriken mm-hmm. that can cause a lot of issues. Um, I think you know behind enemy lines becomes a lot juicier for them now um, as a secondary. Their actual secondaries themselves didn't um, improve really, but they've been no, all right. They're, they're not bad secondaries. Slightly, yeah. they've slightly improved this faction apart from the fact that swooping hawks have gone up which means they might not want to land them but i wouldn't be surprised if some iteration of swiss strike or um uh or even hail of doom comes back and it's yeah. just moved around wind rider spam again hail of doom um, is way better again now because i'm yeah. content is gone and also things like the entire hail of doom plan was always hit you repeatedly with like dire avengers or bikes before you hit them and now you can put all your dire avengers in reserves for free which is mm. enormous, right? A 10 yeah. man of Dire Avengers coming out of any side for free is absolutely devastating. Warp Spiders coming out of reserves for, you know, you've got, you've got a ton of stuff that is much more dangerous now. Um, lots of AP2, AP3, AP4 shooting. And again, a meta in theory that's going to have their favorite target, which is Marines, right? They're, they're another army that loves Marines. So, so you're talking about Warp Spiders being right. So Warp mm. Spiders, are, I'm playing into them. I'm like, oh, these are surprisingly good. Were they They're just mistaken because uh, ha- uh, Swooping Hawks were just the better option? Yes. But they were expensive. Swooping Hawks were slightly better, but also AP2 just wasn't cutting it into two-up AOC in cover because mm. it doesn't exist. So it's like, why pay for that if it's not going to exist? Or if you're firing a 1,000 Suns Terminator, it doesn't exist because it's damage one. So yeah, I think that was the main reason. I really like Warp Spiders. I think they're really good. They are expensive, but they're devastating. Like They hit so hard. With the Web of Deceit upgrade, so you get one go at being a Swooping Hawk, it's very, very nice. Mm. Very, very Natural bad. models are the most devastating thing about them. That will, <laughs> that's the reason I never run my Crawfords in general is because I just get so upset even looking at my old aspect warriors like they're so rubbish <laughs> cool right gc the colts here we go so uh, i've got a number in my head have you got a number in your head yeah i'm curious to see what you think <sighs> what are they at the moment this one weekend they were 67 yeah wow yeah but that's mostly me <laughs> well, Tom was eighty percent. I was eighty. So I've been eighty the last two events with him, so I'm, 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 I'm doing my bit. Well, did Innes uh, go two three up in Scotland? <laughs> Innes would, I think, he'd quit Warhammer if he went two three. But I think that'd be the end of it. You'd never see him again. Um, this is this is a provisional one because the thing is, if Marines are good and oppressive, and they put everything else down, then none of these optimistic win rates are going to happen right we're all going to be shoved down by a huge weight of iron hands but i feel like they are in a sort of 59 60 kind of place and i will say 60 because i'm an optimist and i'd like them to be 60 percent. what were you having in your head chris uh 58 yeah that's fair yeah so i'm gonna go 60 because i'm getting carried away but definitely high 
Um, who, who do you worry about playing into with them? At the moment, um, Thousand Suns, probably Grey Knights. And I need to see what these marine concoctions are. Hmm. The sort of bike type, bike neophyte type builds are really strong and have really good play into lots and lots of different things. Um, and it got better and it scores better. So the change to ambush, getting two every crossfire kill is massive. Broodswarm is still just a, a 15 secondary. So the passive scoring, we and Chris were talking about the passive scoring for GSC is really good, which means you can put the opponent in this situation where they have to come at you to change the situation and then that your counterattack at GSC is really good. Um, so we will see. It's an interesting one. Mm, absolutely. It has felt very strong. It has felt extremely strong in recent times. And again, it's like Harlequins where it's got a small player base and usually people that do take GSC to event would only do it if they know how to do it because it's just not worth it if you don't. <laughs> it's, it's so horrible. Um, but we will see. I, th I suspect Marines will be too strong and they'll they'll end up lower. Um, but they feel good at the moment going into the field, so we'll see. I think fifty eight would have been fair, but I wanted to go. I wanted to, to put chuck a chuck a mad one in there for the end. <laughs> good stuff. All right, great. We will wrap up there. That has been our pin the win rate on the faction. We will review this at some point in the future and see how right or wrong we were as we sit in marine hell. We should probably set a date. Yeah, when shall we review this? Right, in a month, right? Oh, we won't have enough. We won't. Have, we won't have enough data. I would suggest. True. True. I would suggest we review this after either the Southampton and or the Manchester GTS. That's March. Oh, good shot, Manchester. Yeah, because after Manchester, we'll have had two big UKTC GTS, and we'll have had a whole bunch of events. Yeah, and so we'll have it. We'll have like a good sort of multi-week data set to go with. Um, rather than sort of flash in the pan. End of March, beginning of April. Yeah, so end of March, we will do it. Very cool. Excellent. That was fun. So that is part one, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with part two, which is our event reports of Twisted Warp and Peterborough Slam. <laughs>